the United States Champion of Justice, fixing America's issues one state at a time. We have serious problems to solve, and we need serious people to solve them. Welcome to the Darian America Show on WCGO. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Good afternoon. Now. Welcome to the Darian America Show on WCGO 1590 AM, simulcast 95.9 FM. If you'd like to be a part of the show, please give me a call at 877-711-5611, or you can always chime in on my Facebook page. That's Darian America or Darian D. Silk Sims. I got my man 50 Grand with me for a minute. He's going to set it out, and uh, then I'm going to take over the reins. I mean, I am a producer, and sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But in the meantime, between time, I have the Michael Jordan of WCGO 1590 AM. That's my man's Randall. How are you, sir? What's up, D. Silk? How we doing today, brother? Man, I'm breathing. It's beautiful, and we're going to get to it. So thank you kindly for being here with me today. All right, y'all, I usually start with a recap of the COVID-19 situation. I'm not going to dig too far into that. I'll just say this. Illinois is at stage three. We're at phase three, where they're starting, they're starting to open up businesses <laughs> lightly. But um, hmm. we all know that some incidents and some situations has happened and we really can't enjoy the starting of opening back up in Illinois because we've had some social unrest. And I'm, I am gonna refer to my notes a lot, so if you're watching me on Facebook, I'm gonna have a little piece of paper in my hand, I'm gonna talk about some things. But we are in phase three, and some places have opened back up. But we can't enjoy it because we have had some social unrest due to the murder of George Floyd. Illinois was hit. A lot of states had some problems, and we definitely had some issues in Chicago. But I'll get to that in a minute. Something that came to my head right away, the funeral of George Floyd, they did air it live. It was on television. I can't do the funerals on TV. It, it drives me crazy. It breaks my heart, man. And there is not one funeral that I've had, that in my lifetime I've seen on television that I've enjoyed. I mean, how do you enjoy a funeral? I mean, even though this is a celebration of one's life, but it's difficult to watch. I remember seeing the funeral of former President Ronald Reagan on TV. And when I say America knows how to send you home, they will send you home with a lot of grandeur. You know, I had a chance, I mean, they had the Blue Angels fly overhead. There was one plane missing out of the formation, which was to indicate one did not come back from the mission. You know, the military was in their, their dress blues and their, their formal wear. They even had a horse that they trotted out, and they had the boots on it backwards, which symbolized that we lost one, and he's not coming back. It was sad, and those who did the eulogy, they did a great job describing President Ronald Reagan and how he was while he was still here with us. You know, the Pope, his funeral was, was hard to watch. I mean, they had the Pope out there. I mean, his shell, his corpse, <laughs> was visible for all of us to see. I didn't want to see the Pope like that. I mean, I remember the Pope, he was a little bitty old man. He was, you know... His shell was failing him, but he was still beloved by all. And I do believe that we 
need that. We need that closure as people. We need to be able to say goodbye to those who've left us. Michael Jackson's funeral. I mean, Usher trying to do his version of Gone Too Soon, who, which was recorded originally by Michael Jackson. It was hard, man. It's hard to see those singers get up there. That is the hardest thing, one of the hardest things in the world to do is to sing when you're sad. I've had the unfortunate pleasure of singing at a couple of funerals, and I don't care how tough you are, how strong you are. If you have any type of connection or feeling with that individual, you're going to cry. And crying and singing, it's, it's, not, it's not enjoyable. And it just reminds us all why we're there. Muhammad Ali, they drove him around his hometown, and people were lined up in the streets to say goodbye to Ali. And the eulogies, I mean, those are some of the best conversations, some of the best written works about those individuals who's left us. You know, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to wish this and I don't want to talk things into existence, but whoever does my eulogy, and I hope it's a whole bunch of years from now, maybe another 60, 70, 80 years from now, <laughs> I hope you have some good things to say. I hope I've left this world with enough positive good things to say about me. But you can say it while I'm here. <laughs> if you'd like to say some nice things to me, you can call me at 877-711-5611. I mean, I'm being a little bit lighthearted, but this situation is so dire. It hurts, y'all. George Floyd's funeral was aired, and it's hard to stand up in that circumstance, that stage, to talk about people like that. I, I do want to ask... And I'm curious to know, has the uproar calmed down? You know, eventually, COVID-19 will be cured, it will be resolved, and businesses will get back to business as normal, business as usual. Has the uproar calmed down? It was difficult getting here to work today. The expressways, the Lakeshore Drive was closed off. Certain exits, of course, on 9094 are closed off, and it's difficult to get around. So. People are still protesting. Protesting is not a bad thing. Sometimes we have to bring and make noise to situations that are troubling. And this situation with George Floyd, I mean, I'm usually happy and peppy, glass half full guy, but I am sad. It's hard to sit in the house and see these news reports. The news nonstop. I mean, I stopped watching the news a year, some years back because it's always bad news, it's sad news. But I've made myself, I've forced myself to watch a few times. Now, today, it's sad. Some insensitive comments have been coming up. And I am gonna address the first comment that pops into my mind. Comments by Drew Brees, the New Orleans Saints, I can't even remember the name of the team. <laughs> New Orleans Saints quarterback. Drew Brees has been an incredible professional throughout his years of being in the NFL. I mean, I like Drew Brees. I like to watch him. You know, I didn't like it when he came in the Soldier Field, even though my Mighty Bears did win. But I hated to see Reggie Bush do that forward somersault in the end zone. But the Bears took care of business, and we never got back, we never got Reggie Bush back for that. But hey, you know, Drew is a great quarterback. But his comments were very insensitive, and he said, I'm paraphrasing, he will never support anyone who disrespects the United States of America's flag and those members in the armed forces. 
And LeBron came right back at him with a tweet saying that you just don't get it. You don't understand why Colin Kaepernick took that knee. It had nothing to do with the disrespect towards the military and the playing of the national anthem. So I ask, does the national anthem and the flag of the United States of America, does that only belong to the military? Is it theirs? I recently was tasked with a new, you could call it a job, but I don't think it's a job. Whenever you do something that you love to do, it's like you're not working. You like doing this. So I've been given the task of doing five two-minute segments that's played nationwide over multiple radio stations. And then there's one five-minute segment that I do. And then that segment is called News For You. Well, right now it's called How I See It. I stated that I used to sing the national anthem as a child in kindergarten. They taught us that. We would have to stand up and put our hand over our heart. And as a youth, anybody who knows me as a small youth, whenever I heard the national anthem play, I would cry. I would scream bloody murder. And my mother still loves to tell this story. You know, once that boom, 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 once that came on, they would look at me. They would look for me. My sisters, my brother, you know, they would look at me like, uh-oh, here you go. You know, if they wanted to, like, punish me or get back at me, they would turn the national anthem on, and I would run screaming bloody murder. So I've learned this song as a youth. That song does not belong to the military. The flag does not belong to the military. That flag's all of ours. That anthem is all of ours. I am an American citizen. I was born on this land. I probably will die in this land. This is my home, and I, I love that song. I love America. It's the only home that I know. But for the military to continuously get this upset, and I'm not even blaming the military. You know, Drew Brees had his reasoning. He said it made him think about when his dad and his granddads, used, they fought in World War II. That doesn't stop you from thinking about them, and there's no disrespect to them. I mean, man, I love all members of the armed forces because they're doing something that I can't do. They are, they're protecting our freedoms. They leave this country, they don't know anything about the places that they go to, and they go over there and they put their lives on the line so that I can still operate here in America. So I'm glad that Drew Brees came back with the comments and he had a chance to speak to some of his teammates because they was mad, they was pissed at Drew. And by right, I would have been too, but we have to learn how to forgive, but we do need to have these conversations. They're difficult, but they need to be done. And it's 2020, and we've waited this long to speak about these. So it's time, y'all. What state are we covering today? Make sure you stay with me. I'm going to actually play a little bit of music. I'm going to give some independent artists in Chicago a little bit of time. These guys are great. I think that what they're doing with their craft is incredible, and I want to give them some airtime as we get into these difficult conversations. This is the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, Class 95.9 FM. Marcellus Wyatt, y'all, La La Land. Welcome back, y'all, to the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, Class 95.9 FM. All right, we're going to get into it, y'all. What state am I covering today? I'm covering the state of consequences. Yeah, when things are done, 
and they're done wrong, things are, there are consequences. I mean, that's the reason why people get whoopings and spankings. <laughs> well, sometimes you, you need to, if you can be the boss, you got to pay the cost. So I left off, I was talking about some insensitive comments Drew Brees had made, and he's since retracted those statements, and he's apologized to individuals who he wronged. You know, some of his teammates were mad at him because he didn't understand that it's not about the service men and women. I mean, like I said, I do love all of them because they're doing something I can't do. They walk, they get up, they eat breakfast, they get their bunk back right, you know, they go to the chow hall, have their business, and then they go out in a land that's not theirs. And there's no guarantee that they're coming back. You have to be a special kind of individual to understand that when you walk out the door, and we all have those, those issues. I mean, any of us could walk out and that could be the last day that they exist on this planet. But those individuals know what they signed up for. And some people make careers out of it. They're in the armed forces for a very long time. Can't be mad at that. I don't think, it's not that I don't think, I know that taking a knee during the national anthem is not disrespecting them. I will never look a serviceman in the face and say, man, forget you, I don't like you, you stupid. What you going over there fighting for? <laughs> They're fighting for me to be able to live my liberties. But the random American comments that have been coming out, I had a, an issue where I didn't agree with one of the peers on my station, Mr. Bruce DeMont. He runs Beyond the Beltway on Sundays, 6 p.m. start time, with 6.06. And he's been in radio for well over 30 years, man. He's probably 30 plus years. He's probably forgotten more about radio than I personally may never know. And he started off his show this Sunday by addressing the murder of George Floyd. And in his first two to five, and I'll give him five minutes because I didn't go back in time at all, and I don't like to be inaccurate when I quote things. But I think his first two to five minutes of his show this Sunday, he was talking about George Floyd, and he said that it was a tragedy what happened to him. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not being facetious because of, duh, we all know it was a tragedy. But he spent the majority of his show debating with his panel about the rioters and the looters. Why are they looting? Why are they tearing up their own neighborhoods? And when you start to say, why are they? These are still American citizens, whether you like it or not. And none of his conversation this Sunday was about police reform. That is not a procedure that the police teach their officers to do. When you have someone in custody and, and subdued, you put your knee on their neck. That's a learned behavior. That's something that officers who want to punish the individual who's been apprehended, you want to punish him, you put your knee on his neck. It hurts, it's uncomfortable, it cuts off their air. When you want to get a person's attention, you can try to swing at them, you can try to stab them, you can do all of that. But the first thing you want to do to anybody when you want to get their attention, you cut off their air supply. I mean, just look at it. When a person is choking, they go to their neck and they straighten up. They stop doing everything else. They're trying to breathe. So somewhere along the lines, people learned that. They say, you want to get him, man, cut his air supply off. 
It's not cool. No police officer should use that. I don't believe that the officers that were detaining George Floyd, the way that they detained him, it wasn't the way they were trained. So I'll say this real briefly about Bruce DeMont because I do not hate Mr. DeMont. I, he's a kind man. I've had a few conversations with him. And he's an older man. He's well into his 60s. He needs to learn, too, that let's focus on the bigger picture. Yeah, I don't like the fact that these people busted open these establishments and they're stealing things, but it's bigger than that. And I'm actually going to talk about those types of people because something that was brought to my attention, and I, I, man, let me, let me not put the cart before the horse. I have to stay organized in my thoughts. I'm everywhere. I was challenged recently on how I respond to things. And I was told, I'm too nice. You too nice, man. Why are you talking like that? You should be, you should be pissed. Let me say this. <laughs> Don't think I'm not. I am just as angry as every other American that's angry about this. And I get angry about these comments, man. I, I hate looking at the stupid net, as I call it, when you get individuals who are just responding and saying things out loud that they probably should say to themselves first or keep it to themselves, but they say them out loud. I had my first internet rant because I, I like the Bleacher Report. I love to watch the Bleacher Report or read it. You know, it keeps me updated with sports. I'm still a sports guy. But I swear, every comment down there almost, when it came from a white man, a white American, a, a Caucasian American, they were being disrespectful. What a joke. Why are these black dudes saying all this? Man, I don't care. Basically, shut up and dribble. <laughs> we have to say something. I mean, do you understand now why Colin Kaepernick was protesting? Do you get it? Do you have a soul to get it? Let me, tell, let me say something to you. I get enraged by things that don't have anything to do with African-Americans. Do you all remember Natalie Holloway? Does that name even sound familiar to you? Do you care? Natalie Holloway was a college grad who had, was celebrating her graduation in Aruba. No, I'm sorry, Bermuda. Let me say it right. She was in Bermuda, and she disappeared. And let's be honest, she was killed. I'm going to come back to this, y'all, because I do want to talk about that before I go into the state we're covering, and that is the state of circumstances. But I do want to give these, ind these uh, independent artists some time. So coming all the way from Indiana, he's down in North Carolina right now. I'm loving you, Micah D. Nelson. Let's go. Hi, I'm Darian D. Silk Sims, the host of the Darian America Show. And I want to let you know that you're listening to the podcast version of the Darian America Show, which airs every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. on WCGO Radio. Tune in live from 1590 AM and 95.9 FM in the Chicagoland area, WCGORadio.com, or watch the live feed at Facebook.com slash WCGORadio. The latest podcast episode becomes available every Sunday. You can find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to get in touch about the show or inquire about sponsorship opportunities and rates, please reach out to DarianAmerica at Hotmail.com. Okay. Back to the show. Welcome back 
to the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM, yo. Spread the word. Let them know I'm here. It's not, it's not wrong to share. Sharing is caring. So share that Darien America is here, and let's make Darien America great. <laughs> I can't say again because I ain't been great in the first place. So we are covering the state of consequences. And I'm just going to spend a little more time on these ridiculous comments, and then I'm going to go into some knowledge. You know, my three things when I'm on the air is to inform, to educate, and entertain. But for these individuals who continuously say these ridiculous rants and they're calling us the N-word and they're saying that we still in, we only looking for reasons to steal and blah, 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 blah. I said this on my Facebook Live, and I'm going to say this on the air. S-T-F-U. If you get quiet and you sit and listen, you just might learn something. These, these athletes should be upset. We should be upset about what's going on today. And I'm telling all these knuckleheads, these talking heads, people that, that spout out stuff and don't say before they learn, STFU. <laughs> STFU. All right, I'm not going to say STFU. I'm saying it one last time. So a lot of situations have come out. Well, these inspirational poems have come out. Nick Cannon put this beautiful, passionate, compelling video together. And he has some serious words, y'all. I like the fact that Nick did it, but Nick is in a, I can say we're in a unique situation. Nick has been accepted by the masses. So while he did do that video, and I mean the words, the wording, powerful. Nick has to be careful with the line that he treads and crosses. Because if he upsets the wrong people, the wrong people in power, <laughs> the people that are giving Nick his fortune, they could end it all. And I hope Nick has saved and put his money in right places and Nick continues on. And I, I, hey, one of my buddies called Nick, I mean, I'm going to say it, he called him a clown. Because this could be Nick just capitalizing at a situation that's happened in the world. Well... Somebody needed to say something, and I'm glad Nick Cannon chose to say something. And a lot of people have been saying things about George Floyd and the reason why he lost his life. But I listened to a, a five-minute video. It's about five minutes. I mean, we, my commercial breaks are six minutes. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to Miss Kimberly Jones, listen to her. She was furious, and she had some really choice words about Target and the Hall of Fame, but... She broke it down. And I don't know if Kimberly Jones is a mathematician. I don't know if she's an entrepreneur. I don't know what she does. But the knowledge that she spewed in her rant, I didn't lose it because of the message that she was delivering and how she was delivering it. It made sense. And just real briefly, I'll talk about the three people that she talked about during these protests, during these riots. She said there are three people. There are protesters, there are rioters, and there are looters. The protesters are the ones who are trying to bring attention to what is going on. Colin Kaepernick was trying to bring attention to what was going on. He took a knee for Black Lives Matter. These unarmed African-American citizens should not be getting killed when they comply with these police officers. She talked about the rioters, those people who just want anarchy. They want you to, they want to get your attention. They go bust up stuff. They're going to set things on fire. 
Pay attention. Hello? Why are we steadily having African-Americans killed when they have surrendered? And then the looters, they're just opportunists. And an opportunist can be anybody. And we saw that it was any and everybody. It wasn't just black people out there looting. But the talking heads, the people who aren't really paying attention, who don't care, are the ones that are saying, why are they tearing up their neighborhood? And she actually said, she was like, I don't give a mm about Target. I don't give a mm about the Hall of Fame. I need you to understand about the social injustice that's happening. Why we can't be, get the same financial backings. We had that at one point. She brought up Rosewood. When African-Americans were being successful, they burned it down. I mean, it's like we tried to do the things the same way that you did them, even though you didn't give us the same rights. You didn't give us the same opportunities. You burned it down. And again, I'm not saying it's all white people. It ain't. But the ones who are doing their anarchy, they need to be dealt with. And the ones that really need to be dealt with are the ones who have decided to put on the uniform. They have went through the training. They've passed all their tests. They got into the police departments. And they're keeping these same barbaric, ridiculous ideas. I wanted to talk about the four officers that killed George Floyd. And I said it's four of them, but it was one who had his knee on his neck. And of course, we know that's the infamous... Derek Chavez. I don't even like saying his name, man. That's almost like saying Hitler out loud. Might as well call him Lucifer. He, he killed that man. And when I look and looked in his background, let me, I got to refer to my notes, y'all, because I did a little tiny bit of homework. I don't know all of his background, but this man was subject to at least 18 prior complaints, and only two of them were closed with discipline. This man has been an officer for 19 years. And he was a community officer first before they promoted him. Let's look at the guys that were with him. Jay Alexander King. He was hired in December of 2019. He became a cadet in February of 2019. So he was a cadet first, he became a member. It's 2020. He was being taught by Derek Chavez how to abuse a, a, a person when you got him in custody. Right there. Let's talk about Thomas Lane. He joined the department in 2019. And in 2020, he was a part of the team. It was three of them who held George down. He was learning on the job how to be a jackass. And then... I can't even say this man's name, and I, I don't want to disrespect him. Tao, Tao. This man had a bachelor's degree. He's of Asian descent. He had a bachelor's degree in sociology. He actually did access protection in Target. That's my background. And that let me know right then and there, I cannot be a police officer after I had to do those hard jobs in apprehending people stealing. He turned his back. So these are two officers who've been around for a while. They were teaching the newer officers what to do. You think Derek Chavez is the only one? Look at the brickyard, that incident, where it was a family in the car, the police were all banging on his car with batons, and they snatched this woman out, put her on the ground. What's the first thing this man did to her? 
a woman. He put his knee on her neck. This is a learned behavior, y'all. These are people who are coming into the police department with these, these anxieties, these angers, and they're taking it out. Now, granted, do people who are being apprehended, do they need to comply? Yeah. Nobody wants to go to jail. Jail is the worst place in the world to be. But you need to comply. But if they comply, what are you doing putting your knee on their neck? Eight minutes, 46 seconds, this clown had his knee on that man's neck. And then you have citizens saying, I don't care. So why they tearing up the stores? Man. Let me calm down. <laughs> I'm getting a little... I'm upset. I'm upset at this. Because that could be any of us. And I'm tired of blaming it on all white people. Man, I was so frustrated. I was like, man, why don't we just draw a line down a country that was built off the blood and the sweat of African Americans and give us the West Coast, y'all take the East Coast. Let us have it down the middle. Let us set up our own sports teams. We got our own colleges, but let's really put money into that. We keep looking for Michael Jordan to save us or rescue us. Michael Jordan donated $100 million to the cause. We're looking for Oprah to save us. We're looking for Jay-Z to save us. These are the people who are the richest people. Why I can't get that money? Well, I'm not as good as Jordan and, and Oprah, but I should still be in the same situation. And I cannot do it without the white Americans. I can't do it with the, without the Asian Americans. I can't do it without the Latino Americans. They were ready to start a race war between Latinos and African Americans. So, yeah, we're going to let them fight it out. Let them kill each other. It's ridiculous. And I shouldn't have to keep saying this. And for anybody, I don't care who you are, if you don't care about a social injustice, if you don't care about somebody losing their life in a tragic way because some imbecile decided to end them. I was talking about Natalie Holloway. She was a college student celebrating. She's a white American. She was killed by a white man in Bermuda. I was sad by that. She shouldn't have lost her life. She was trying to celebrate. She's a white woman. It's not right that she lost her life because this idiot was trying to be something that he had no reason to be, a villain. I'm going to calm down some, y'all. Nah, I'm, I'm upset, but I have a job to do. And I'm going to continue to do it, y'all. This is the Darian America Show, WCGO 1590. Next independent artist that I'm playing is one from my own heart. Let's go. Y'all, to the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. We've been talking about the, the uh, state of consequences, and I've been, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hot. I'm mad. Well, I'm physically hot because it's hot in the studio. <laughs> but I just want to, I'm going to spend a little bit more time on it. Then we're going to go, I'm going to use the fourth segment because if I keep getting myself fired up like this, I'm probably going to have a stroke. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to pass out on the air or pass away on the air. I just want to say this, and I'll finish up, and then we're going to the fourth segment I want to dedicate to the Chronicles of the Americanites. And I got some more, y'all. 
But let me just finish off with this, and let me say, uh, if you're not a part of the solution, you're a part of the problem. And if you live to be a part of the problem, throw yourself away. Get in the garbage and just put the lid over your head. This world has to be done differently. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. I want different results, y'all. Quit doing it the same way. I got to let that go. I got a lot more to say, but I only got so much time. I got to let that go. All right, so I was challenged because the last show, people did enjoy the Chronicles of the Americanite. So I got a couple more situations here. Um, if you'd like to chime in, chime in on the Facebook page. Uh, Randall had to cut out of here a little bit early, so I'm producing the last segment solo, and I don't have access to the phone, so I'm <clears throat> not going to answer them. So the first question that was, was submitted to me, I've, and this is from a guy. I'm not going to say no names. I'm, I am really upset about this, this uh, social injustice. But the first question was, I've been with my girl for a while now, and I do love her. When, as a couple, should we move in together? Ha-ha! <laughs> you asking me that? <laughs> well, you know, it is a good question. When should you move in with someone that you want to love and, and spend the rest of your life with? Well, those statements, you should love them, and you should want to spend the rest of your life with them. I don't think you should move in with people that you don't see a future with, with them like that. You know, because I know it's hard out here, man. It's hard to pay these bills solo. I'm going through that. I am struggling, but... My son eats every day. He eats good every day. You know, uh, my mother, she eats good every day. My lights stay on. My gas stay on. I don't have cable. I mean, who still has cable? But make sure this is who you want to be with. And I believe that you do need that transparency. You got to be able to open up, man. You got to be able to be realistic with her. You know, I always say this, that people are animals. And we instinctually want to be intimate with others just off of a physicality, a look. Some, in, in women's case, because women say this a lot, they want to feel, they want to be emotional with the person that they're with. And sometimes you're not getting exactly what you want from that individual. So you do it a different way. You go out and try to get it from somebody else. Look, man, if you're going to move in with her, don't cheat on her. And I'm one quick to say only cheaters are the ones that are married. Well, if you're offering up that commitment and you feel like it's the thing to do, really have those conversations. Ask her, okay, I want to live with you. I want you to live with me. This is what I want you to be responsible for. And if you want her to be that traditional wife, that tradi you know, tell her, look, you don't have to worry about the bills. I'll take care of that. You just make sure the house is maintained. You know, if there's um, a blended family, you know, make sure the kids understand this is who I'm going to be with. You know, and if she gives you instruction, you need to follow those instructions. If she does something that, that you don't like, if she hurts you in any way, you let me know and let me deal with it. You have to really be committed to that. You know, you can't get mad at her because she burned your meal or you came home and the dishes all weren't washed and you're feeling like, man, she ain't doing nothing. And then your response is to go out and cheat on her. That's not the answer. Really have the tough conversations and stop being afraid to have the conversations and listen to those conversations and not respond Extremely. If your mate tells you I'm not attracted to you, try to do things that may make them attractive if you love them like that. If you don't, be like, okay, well, this ain't going to work. We need to try to make decisions on how we're going to disband the household. Have those conversations with the kids. Well, you know what? I'm not going to be here anymore. 
or she's not going to be here anymore, but really communicate. We throw that word around, but people are not doing true communications. Let her know that you're not feeling her or him. But if you are, then be committed to her. Be committed to him. Once you sign that contract, honor those vows. I mean, we're in a world today where if you don't want to be with them anymore, you can dissolve the contract. I mean, you know, you the one that got to stand in front of God when he calls you home and you're in the pearly gates. You say, well, why did you divorce her? Oh, well, uh, you can't lie to God. So I am not going to do that until I'm ready because I, I don't want to cheat on my wife. You know, I see too much of it, but I need her to be able to communicate with me. And I communicate with her and she has to be able to take what I'm saying to her, the things that I don't like, be able to accept those and try to work through those along with the things that I do like. So, ah, <laughs> this one's rough. <laughs> my woman insults my genitals when she's angry with me. I don't know how to take that. Should I stay with her or should I leave her? Mm. She says you got a little thing, huh? <laughs> Well, understand this about women. A woman's greatest weapon is her tongue, the words that she speaks. Women will cut you up into a thousand little pieces, and that's the first thing that they go after. They say that. You got a little thing. You, you don't please me. I, ain't, I don't feel you. What you doing? I'm asleep. I'm bored, huh? <laughs> well, the act of intercourse should be when you both are desiring it. And again, communication is the key. Be transparent. Ladies will tell you they usually love you because of the things that you do for them, the way that you make them feel. And if she really feels you and loves you, understand that she might just be poking fun at your genitalia. Man, she's trying to hurt you. She's trying to break you down because something you did hurt her. And if she's talking to you like this when she don't, you know, she's, she's not hurt by you, you don't need to be with her. Nobody deserves verbal abuse. That is abuse. If it makes you feel a certain type of way, you're being abused. So I want to get one more in before we get out of here, man. We got about three minutes, four minutes. Huh, this is deep, and I should have did this one first, but I'll, I'll do my best. I've been seeing a woman who revealed to me that she's HIV positive. She recently went to the doctor, and, he said, and now the doctors are saying that HIV is not showing up. I love her, and I want to be with her forever. Should I risk unprotected sex with her? Ooh. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction? I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, you're a strong individual to even stay there with her. You love her because of who she is. And she unfortunately came through a situation where she's been infected. I hate that, man. It's awful. However she got that disease and however the doctor saw it and then now they don't, medical science, you got to follow the science, man. They have come up with different ways of people living on. I mean, Magic Johnson, I was in high school when he came out and said he was HIV positive. So I don't know. I mean, I would say don't do it. You know, really understand the science and there are things that you can do in order to be safe in having intercourse with your loved one. But that's all my time, y'all. I hope that we are being socially... Be straight out there, man. I really don't have the words to do a true exit. I'm appalled at the things that are going on in America. 
but I'm still proud of my country, love it or leave it. And I'll do the best I can to be a better American. That's all I got. Let's have these, these difficult conversations and let's be right, y'all. And you've been listening to the Darian America Show, brought to you by WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. We air each and every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time. This is Darian America saying thank you for tuning in.